All praises to our Heavenly Father, Yahweh, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first, the last, the Almighty. Also acknowledging our Lord and Savior, Yahweh Shah Hamashiach, and the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, Spirit of Truth, the Comforter, leading in God and in all truth and righteousness, bringing all things to remembrance. Good morning, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Talking Prophecy. Um, so let's get right into it. Romans chapter 3 verse 1. What advantage then has the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of power. 1 Peter chapter 4 11 verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of power. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which power giveth, that power in all things may be glorified through Hamashiach, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. When we speak in, in anything that we do, we are to speak concerning the principles, the precepts, the oracles of the Most High. Whatever the topic may be, if we're speaking on circumcision, if we're speaking on baptism, if we're speaking on marriage, we are to speak the principles, the oracles, and the precepts of those particular things. If I speak on marriage, I'll, I'll begin to speak like the husband is the head of the wife. The wife is to be in submission to her husband like she was, like she would be to the Lord. She would be submissive to her husband and everything. The husband is supposed to love his wife as he loves himself, giving honor to her as the weaker vessel you know, and these things, these are the type of principles and oracles we would be speaking from concerning marriage. Baptism, you have to repent. You have to be baptized twice, one in water and the other in the Holy Ghost with fire. When Yahweh came, John the Baptist, water baptized him. And immediately after that, the dove came and remained on our Lord and Savior. When the Gentiles received the Holy Ghost, Peter said, how could he forbid it, seeing that the same thing happened to them would happen to us? So there's a set order. There are principles. There are oracles that we are to speak if we're going to teach or if we're going to try to edify one another. We don't go off of our own thoughts. We don't go off of our own heads. We teach the principles, we preach the precepts, and we preach the oracles of the Most High. Now we're going to take what, we, what I just said and we're going to transfer it over to prophecy. Because whatever we speak on, we speak the principles of whatever it is. And so we're transferring, it, transferring this now over into prophecy. Revelations 18.4 
And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. Come out of her. The word is telling us, come out of her. Mystery Babylon, the great whore, a.k.a. America. Why do I hear in Israel a, a big portion saying they're going to stay in Babylon waiting for the lands to be renewed? Do you not know that, that you are in direct opposition to the Most High's word? He's trying to save you by bringing you out, but a man has talked you into staying, waiting for the lands to be renewed. When we speak, we are to speak the principles, the oracles of the Most High. We're not to add or take away anything. So the word of the Most High in this prophecy has already told and warned you, come out that you receive not of her plagues. Step point number two that you receive not of her plagues. He calls you out and tells you if you come out, you will not receive her plagues. Why do I hear so many Israelites saying the plagues have fallen? America is under judgment. If you read the word. If you stand on the word, if you believe the word, then you would understand in this situation that the Most High is going to call his people out before he sends any of his plagues to America. This is what we need to speak, the truth, according to his word, not my opinion, because I have, I have written anything in the scriptures. It's just taking a, a, a pure heart to read and stand on the Most High's word. The Most High will not send any plagues before he removes his people. That's what's written. That's what needs to be taught. Revelations chapter 17, verse 16. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore, and they shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For power has put in their heart to fulfill his will and to agree and to give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of power be, shall be fulfilled. What we just read is the first objective of the ten horns and the beast, a.k.a. Antichrist. Their first objective when they, when they um, receive their power is to annihilate Mystery Babylon, the great whore. And the Most High is going to put in their hearts to fulfill, to fulfill His will and destroy her. This is why we're told to come out. Because it's His will to destroy Mystery Babylon. You know, not rejuvenate. If you can read that chapter, go line upon line, precept upon precept, and come away with rejuvenation, I would love to see that because what I see is rubble, wild beasts, and utter destruction never to rise and have any human beings living in it. But 
let's move on. The second, no, we're going to go to the final movement of these ten horns. The final movement of these ten horns, Revelation 17 and 12. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. So here, when you read the scripture, I would love for you to put next to it so you remind yourself that the scripture we just read is the fulfillment of Esau is the end of the world, and Jacob is the beginning that followeth. This is how their reign shall end. Yahawashah will come back with his armies and saints, and they will take down the kingdoms of this world, and they will be transferred to our, to our Lord and Savior and his elect and the, to, you know, to the children of Israel. Jacob will then be in charge under our king of kings that is the third well that is there that is the third movement of the ten horns and the antichrist the first one destroy america the third one they're going to come and fight against our savior and get taken out so what is number two Let's get into number two. Daniel 7.23 Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down, and break it in pieces. And the ten horns of this kingdom are ten kings, that shall arise and another shall arise after them and he shall be diverse from the first and shall subdue three kings and he shall speak great words against the most high and shall wear out the saints of the most high and think to change times and laws and they shall be given into his hand until a time one year and times three years, and a dividing of times, three and a half years. One second. But the judgments shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. So here we see another objective. They're going to come after Israel and he will begin to wear out the saints. The same ten horns that just destroyed Mystery Babylon, the same ten horns that's going to fight against our Savior, is going to be the same ten horns and the beasts that will wear out the saints of the Most High. These saints are those saints that are being purged. 
Because remember when he said he brought us out with a mighty hand, stretched out arm, that he'd bring us in our land, but he would purge out the rebel and the transgressor. And this is how he's going to do that. He's going to use these ten horns and the beasts to purge Israel. Show us, let's see if we can go deeper into showing us how he's going to wear out the saints of the Most High. Zechariah 14.1 Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the woman ravished, and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity. And the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. Uh, so you see, <laughs> while we go in our land for those 1260 days and babies are being born and we're having a good time and there's nothing wrong with these type things. We're going to have servants, we're going to be rich, we're going to be blessed. There's nothing wrong with that. But there are going to be some that just going to do their thing. And there's a price for doing your thing. And that's when you'll see all of these other nations surround Jerusalem. And they will take the city and half of the city will go into captivity. Joel 3 and 1. For behold, in those days, and at that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, and I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat. This is Armageddon. This is Armageddon. This is where the Most High is going to, um, not the Most High, but Yahweh Shai will crack those skies and come back and they'll be waiting to fight against him and we know they're going to lose. But this is where he gathers all nations and brings him down. In this scripture, it says, I will gather all nations, 3 and 2, I will gather all nations and bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat. And I will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage, Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my lands. They have cast lots for my people and have given a boy for an harlot and sold a girl for wine that they may that they might drink. Now I'm, I'm I'm like a lot of you, I always thought this referred to what has happened in the past. But the key to the verse of this scripture is being brought down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Like I said, this is the Armageddon. This is where the, the beast, the Antichrist, and the ten horns will gather all of their people with them and they'll come to fight against Yahawashat. This is a future prophecy. The ten horns are involved in all of these events. Okay, so now we see that Israel would be in captivity. Um, you know, we know the bottomless pit will be open. We know the four angels bound in the river Euphrates 
will be loosed. We can clearly see now that we're in the middle of Jacob's trouble. So what we want to establish now is there is hope. Revelation 3 and 10. He's talking to the church of Philadelphia. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. So we see there is an hour of temptation that's going to come, across, come upon the whole world. This hour of temptation equals the last 42 months of Esau's reign. The hour of temptation equals the last three and a half years of Esau's reign before Yahawashah comes back with his saints and they take the kingdom. We're going to prove this. But I want you right now to really focus on the hour of temptation. Revelations 17 and 12 again. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which receive no power as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. The hour of temptation and these ten horns have one hour of power with the beast. Alright, so is this a natural hour? I don't know. It's not a natural hour. Let's prove it. Daniel 7.25 again. And he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and think to change times and laws and they shall be given into his hand until a time which is one year times which is two years equal three years and a dividing of times three and a half years so now we see that the Antichrist the beast he has three and a half years to do what he was created to do so this hour that the ten horns have with the beast is really three and a half years let's go further now the Most High has told us that the Church of Philadelphia will be kept from that hour of temptation Revelations 12 14 and to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for a time one year one year times two years that's three years and half a time from the face of the serpent so she is not involved in this final three and a half years she has her own place that she's flying to for a time times and half a time just like the most high promised that he would keep the church of philadelphia from the hour of temptation this is showing you how she will escape the hour of temptation okay my last scripture is revelation 13 4 and they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast and they worshiped the beast saying who is like unto the beast who is able to make war with him 
And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. So these are the numbers. The hour of temptation. These kings receive an hour of power with the beast. The beast has a 42 hour, I mean a 42 month span. That span is a time, times, and half a time. The same thing that the um, woman in Revelations, when she escapes, she escapes for a time, times, and half a time. Those are your numbers. I pray you are edified. Go dig and search deep for yourself. But I'm very confident that that's the word. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. I love you. Bye.